Welcome, welcome, folks, to a brand new episode of We Might Be Overthinking This, but... But... I'm your host, Dara Rahim. Joining me... Introduce yourself to the folks. Aliyah Rahim. Nice to see you. Likewise. How was your little record fair today? Shout out to Domino Record Recording Co. Yeah, Aliyah invited me to a record fair, and then when I texted her that I was on my way, she said she might not be able to get me in. So if I do, I mind walking around for a while. <laughs> I did not tell you Which to walk around for a while. the first time that Aliyah has invited me to a party, and then once upon arrival, tells me that she might not be able to get me in. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> do I mind chilling? No, um, that ever, has ever happened before. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Boma PS One had a record fair today. A bunch of different labels were out there hawking their records. I was out there slinging them for a couple hours, repping Domino for the folks, you know, let them know what's up. I in the competition, let them know we good. Uh, I feel like you're just saying. Standing, <laughs> yeah, uh, standing strong. I'm the competition. You don't want this. You ain't about this life. We, we ain't cut, cut the same. same. That's all them all know. I was like, yo, we ain't cut the same. Uh, but yeah, it was great. Fun. Good times. Good Sunday. In Queens. Queens. Long, Long Island City. City. Shout out. Nice little Sunday it's afternoon. Cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cute it was out cute. there. Yeah. yeah. And then me, I got a little uh, egg croissant. Mm-hmm. You're um, very into croissants right now. I'm always into croissants. Yeah. What was on the croissant? Just cheese and egg. Mm-hmm. Mm, yummy. Delicious. Had a little almond milk latte. It was cute. It was a cute moment. Yeah. Aaliyah's had a lot of simple carbs lately. Oh my god, I'm gonna you. <laughs> um, so big week this Let's week. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. A lot of television news. Um, probably the biggest news uh for me, Wendy Williams. Thanks. Uh oh my gosh. Well, Wendy Williams uh told her audience, I wanna say Tuesday or Wednesday, that she has for the past three months been living in a sober living house in Queens. A lot of speculation about where she'd been for the past couple months. To remind you, she was on hiatus yeah. for what she was never, it? She went on hiatus for the holidays, mm-hmm. and when she was supposed to come back in January, right. she you know so three months. Yeah, yeah, about three months, uh, mm-hmm. and then you know two of those months being you know unplanned hiatus. Yeah, yeah. So you know a lot of people speculations about her drug use. She you know she's an admitted crack and cocaine addict. Uh, mm-hmm. Was on it for ten years. Like can't even imagine <laughs> the, knowing Wendy's sober it's it is an, it's really hard to imagine her but that's the thing is like i don't know that we know Wendy's sober Ooh. i think we know her more sober than she was when she was on coke for 10 years but i don't think that we know her completely sober yeah i mean hence what hence the sober living exactly house. um sober living houses uh demi lovato has admitted to also living in a sober living home while she was on X Factor. I see. I thought she lived in a sober living home. I thought mm-hmm. she, she just had a sober coach that lived with her. She no, was both. A, wow. While she was, when she like come back kind of as, but, as this. Like, just like in terms of like distinction, like for me, like learning that Demi was living in a sober living house, sure, that's a certain aspect of, you know, humbleness that would bring a celebrity to live in like what mm-hmm. is, you know. But for some reason to hear that Wendy Williams yeah is living in a sober living house is was shocking well it's it's more shocking because you didn't like we knew that demi had 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 gone to rehab and you didn't know we didn't know that wendy had slipped back right and it's just like kind of crazy because with her being gone for like two and a half months unexplained and when she came back she said it was for her health but the health reasons were and it's like she does have a lot of health reasons so it's like you know even though I knew it was like bull it was like she does have Graves disease even though I know she blames thyroid something that you know is can be for the most part is usually pretty simple she blames thyroids for everything yeah manageable and uh so yeah for her to come back and say she was in sober living when she talks about drug use all the time it was kind of like i was kind of like well duh like why didn't i think of that yeah you know why didn't i think about her like slipping back into drug use because i mean 
things with her uh, husband and his mistress are not like ending. They were just on vacation together uh, in February. The husband and the mistress mistress were on vacation yeah. together? There's pictures of them together um, on a beach on, what? on the Daily Mail. What uh, all those stupid Daily Mail stuff you send me, you don't send me that. I don't know why. For some reason, I just like... So she's really in denial. She's really in denial. The mistress and the husband are on vacation, and the mistress is in a bathing suit, and she's taking the selfie. And they're, like, laying, like... They're not, like, expressly, like, cuddled up, but, I mean, why are you... I mean, no, come on. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, they're on vacation. They're laying next to each other on, like, you know, those, like, cabana kind of chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the mistress is taking um, a selfie. And wow. it was in the Daily Mail. And that was, and they said that she was when Wendy Williams was gone on hiatus. She was actually in a rehab facility in Florida. And when mm-hmm. her husband went down to Florida to visit her, he brought the mistress. So when <sighs> he would go God. back to the hotel, the mistress would be there, and then he would visit Wendy during visiting hours, and then go back and hang out with the, the girlfriend uh, when he went back oh to the hotel. My God, this mm-hmm. is so sad. Mm-hmm. No, this is like full on. Like he the, has two, two lives. He has two, well. He has. He's in a polyamorous relationship. Yes. Two women just aren't together. He is in a polyamorous relationship, and everyone's okay with it except for the women involved. Because apparently, the article is saying that the girlfriend has asked him repeatedly to leave Wendy. Oh my god. So yeah. So shout out to Wendy Williams. Oh, take care of yourself, girl. Take care of yourself. Get rid of that husband. Please, Please get rid of him. Get rid of him. Maybe the sober living will. I don't know. Open her eyes. Well, they're saying so. that like he kind of strong armed her into like kind of moving in there. Mm, like was it something she wanted? I feel like there's not any aspect of her life that he doesn't control. Oh, definitely, yeah. So I don't know. And people, and the article. I mean, the Daily Mail. Obviously, they had the receipts of the picture. Would take their, you know, their explanation of the relationship with a grain of salt because they don't really know but they kind of said that he pushed her into the sober living house as a way to kind of like control her yeah and and control the situation yeah and get a few and keep them Mm -hmm. yeah and get a few months maybe of yeah less back and forth for himself Mm -hmm. gosh exactly so that's pretty crazy so yeah shout out to Wendy Williams hopefully Mm. she's doing better and Kudos to you for saying that on live TV. I thought that yeah, was pretty great. Yeah, it was incredibly. I mean, gr- she's been saying so many problematic, I jacked know. up things lately that she. But it was an incredible moment of a real vulnerability yeah. and honesty, and yeah. to do that on television when you really don't have to is well. well some people say that she that she was just getting in front of the story. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, then, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, but, but still. I think it's even so brave to even do it. Yeah, because for all the, yeah, the BS that Wendy slings, oh in that moment, there was a real mm-hmm. sincerity to it, and you really felt. It's probably what people watch her. It is, and you really felt for her. Yeah. Because sober living, that's, that's no joke. That's not, that's not, I had a slip up and. I'm going to meetings again, or I had to go to rehab. I mean, sober living is, that's mm-hmm. real serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, good for her. Good for her. Good luck, Wendy. Good luck, Wendy. We're rooting for you, girl. Okay. And, um, Wendy, if a man ain't shit, he ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Um, should we talk about Elizabeth Holmes? Where everyone's talking about yeah. Elizabeth Holmes. You, you we will it? eventually. I have started the documentary. We started. The I started. Documentary. You started it twice. I've started yeah. it three times. Let's talk a little bit about Elizabeth Holmes. I, I thought this was a funny antidote that I've fallen asleep three times. Yeah. Can, I, can you let me tell it? Okay. Well, now it's over. Yeah. You fell asleep three times. Not because it's boring, but because I started every time at eleven o'clock at night, and I'm an old lady, and I yeah. fall asleep. It's really not boring. It's really good. Yeah. But um, so Elizabeth Holmes, um, a little background on her. I'm sure everyone at this point knows who she is she was a uh stanford dropout dropped out of stanford at 19 uh had said that she had discovered a way to test blood for like 200 300 whatever diseases with just using a drop of blood and putting into a little box and scanning and getting results like that 
uh, got up to $10 billion worth of investments. It was all a scam. So this is kind of, you know, in the trend of Fire Festival and, uh, and with the Lori Laughlin, Felicity yeah. Hoffman, just kind of like a lot of like really wealthy, entitled white people kind of ripping people off, which yeah. I personally don't think is anything new, but people are mm. calling it scammer culture and people are really <laughs> into the documentaries and everyone's freaking out about it. The least interesting thing that I think about the documentary, but the thing that everyone's talking about is her voice, which she is... She has a really weird, deep voice. Mm-hmm. She talks kind of like this. Yeah, which is apparently not her real voice. It's something yeah. she put on. I think more interesting than her voice is her freaking hair. I'm sorry, not to be so superficial and sexist to like talk about this woman's appearance, but her hair is so fried and dyed. Mm-hmm. It's like, why? Like, you're so rich. Go get a hair mask mm-hmm. cream. Like... I- <laughs> like it's stop dr- blow drying your hair and stop dyeing it it's you guys stop dying just like look up one picture of her it's insane mm. how dry her hair is mm-hmm. and like oh god just like uh, put a brush to it but maybe. the real interesting thing about the documentary that i find fascinating is how she was able to get i mean henry kissinger was one of her board I members know. um the name of the of the company is Theranos, mm-hmm. uh, the combined words of therapy and diagnosis to make Theranos. So they, you Real know, clever. <laughs> exactly. So they, I mean, this was something that they, Elizabeth Holmes purported that this invention of this blood, you know, disease scanning box was going to change basically the world because eventually she wanted everyone to have one of these things in their home. Mm-hmm. So you would be able to, you know, once, I mean, you could do it whenever you wanted, but check you know, to see if you had diseases once a month. I mean, that way people can catch things that they don't catch. Yeah, for I mean, years. it was something I cut like that. I was happy the documentary kind of explained t- to the audience because obviously, um, I it's not hearing us. Um, obviously, uh, you. Um, you you know what blood testing is, mm-hmm. but like I guess you don't really think about it, like why you're doing it, like right. big picture. Right. And it's, it, blood testing, there's two main companies that do it, and it's incredibly expensive. If you've ever been to the doctor recently, because I've mean, gone you through just this got, recently, yeah. it's even with insurance, it's blood tests are super expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, I mean, what Elizabeth Holmes was doing was basically putting a menu of, you know, a list yeah. of d- diseases that you could be tested for with a price point next to it. Yeah. $17, $35, yeah. you know, leukemia, $22. Yeah. So because it's so expensive and it t- does take a long time, you don't, you Just get, don't them, get they, c- they call them, you, they can always call you back like a week later or something like that. Right. Um, <clears throat> uh, people just get them done typically healthy people typically get them done once a year and so the whole purpose that she was saying is like these could be in a walgreens or a cvs and were inexpensive and quick you would get blood tests done every month mm-hmm. every week and you could catch things earlier mm-hmm. and you could you know hopefully save lives save more lives so people were freaking out yeah. about this she was being called the uh medical steve jobs and this wasn't like a, something that was going on for a couple of years. I didn't, and this is what I didn't realize from the document, or at least until before the documentary, that she was this real, I mean, one of the biggest names in Silicon Valley for almost a decade. You know, I had never heard of her, but I mean, I'm not, you know, that doesn't mean anything, but I'm just saying I didn't realize how pervasive and huge her name was yeah i mean for, for I a decade it's not like she was just scamming people for a couple of years and then got called out it's like no she was like hanging out with hillary and bill clinton like forever yeah like she had bill clinton like kissing just, her ass. yes um yeah uh and so yeah she had all these she's on cover of magazines you time, know, time forbes fortune yeah uh, sure sure she's oh she she's a, she wears the same thing every day turtlenecks black, black turtlenecks turtleneck. but don't say that she's uh trying to mimic steve jobs because she will say oh, i've been wearing turtlenecks since i was seven years old uh, okay that's a weird, There's no pictures of her we, <laughs> that's a weird thing that's weird flex but okay yeah. uh she dropped out of stanford and there's a there's a component to this that like yeah you say 
Henry Kissinger. Um, all these military guys. All these military men. So she has an aspect. Um, she has business people on, like on her board, and she has engineers mm-hmm. uh, working on the working on it but she doesn't have anyone from the medical field Mm -hmm. because she was really because she knew from the beginning that this was it's impossible she was trying to put an entire laboratory into the box of us of a 1990s television Mm -hmm. you know and it's just impossible so she didn't want to hear anyone telling her you can't do this well what's so crazy to me is that she thought that the idea made her 70% closer to her goal rather than the actual development. Like the way she talked about, and you know, Leah brought this up the other day in the documentary, she talks about, you know, Elizabeth Holmes is feeling herself. And that is one. I mean, she has has a lot of, lot of humility is not. Yeah. And I mean, you'd have to be running a $10 billion company, but you know, she talks about herself in a very reverent tone. She talks about how when she was seven years old, she drew a picture of a time machine. It's like, and, great. And she talked about it as though she had as invented she had a, time a time machine. And it's like, sure, if you could test your blood for like 70 bucks at, at a CVS. Great idea. That's a great idea. You know what also would be, could be great? If I could like zap this and turn that cinder block into a car. But I can't. Do you want to invest in that? But <laughs> right. I can't. She didn't, she wasn't even close to the yeah. technology, and I yeah she wasn't she wasn't even close. And yeah. like what's so interesting is that in the documentary, a grandson of a guy who was on the board was working at Theranos in like the I think the uh, I think he's like in the, on the, in the engineering side. side of it, and he quickly realized that there was no there there. <laughs> and went to tell his grandfather, like, you got to get out of this. Like, yeah. this is bad. Like, there's this is Emperor's New Clothes. Like, mm-hmm. this is not happening. And the grandfather, and he tried many times to convince his grandfather that he needed to get out of Dodge. And his grandfather was, like, so, so loyal to Elizabeth over his yeah. own grandson that he was, like, yeah. they can convince me. that They can't convince me that you're an idiot. He said to his grandson, I'll never believe that you're an idiot. And they can't convince me of it. But they can convince me that you're wrong on this. And I believe that you're wrong on this. So Wild. it's just like the the power that she wielded from these really powerful people is like really what interesting. What was the, I forget. At one point it was, the company was valued at $9 billion. $9.5 billion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's now worth less than zero. zero. We're, yeah, less than zero. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's... She's facing federal charges. Of course. Yeah. But she's not in jail, of course, yeah. I, I, know, I don't know if she'll go to jail. She should. All the money she stole from people. But the thing is, is that, and I hate to compare the two, but like... She knew what she was doing. I know, but and I don't know if it's because she was trying to develop something medically that could, if it were invented, help people, even though I know, I know, I know she was nowhere... I know. No, no, it's not even... But I'm saying, like, there's something less sinister. And correct me if you think I'm wrong. I will. Yeah, it looks like you will. I just feel like fire Festival guy, I want in jail. I feel like just, like, wanting... Just ripping people off for the income or in-game of a party... But the whole, yeah. But the big part of the documentary was that she really wasn't out here for the betterment of humankind. You're right. You're right. A big part of it was that she was looking to get government contracts. Yeah. Because that's where all the money is. Mm -hmm. She was. She's not some. She's out here. No. Plowing shit just like everyone, just like the fire festival guy. Yeah. She just found a different avenue to do it. She didn't like. She but like, but like that even right there kills me. The fact that she wanted medical or government contracts Mm -hmm. for them to take those boxes and have them in like basically war uh, zones or whatever. You weren't scared of the like. (laughs) You weren't scared to rip off the U.S. military. (laughs) No, like the cojones. The cojones. Yeah, they were. You weren't scared to sell a bill of goods to the U.S. military military. that you wouldn't get like fucked up. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like she never saw. I don't know an end in sight. Yeah. But scammers don't. Scammers are living day by day. Day by day. No matter scam how by scam. scam 
no matter how big the scam is, the thing is scams are scammers are like rats. They're just living day by day. Yeah, cockroaches. And that's whatever. and that's really what you have to do to keep a scam going. Yeah. Because if you really saw the end, you probably would never do it. Yeah, if you saw the end of what you were doing, you probably well no, because I mostly don't have consciousness. Yeah. Sociopaths. Yeah. But and I mean, did you? Um, oh no, I don't think you've gotten to this part. And the but I heard about this. Um, one of the um, people who worked at Theranos uh, killed themselves. Yeah, yeah, I did get to that. Okay, part. and you saw what his wife. So one of the yeah. like, I think he was like m- more on the medical side. He ends up leaving Theranos. Well, he was yeah on the medical side trying to, to tell her, and he was she, he was trying to tell her. Yeah, that this Elizabeth, wasn't possible. This is never going to be possible. Yeah, like not anywhere in the near future. Yeah, this isn't me not being a believer. This isn't me not trying hard enough. It, right. it's not gonna happen. He ends up killing himself, mm-hmm. and for this woman who purports to be Elizabeth, all about helping mm-hmm. people, right? You know, reach didn't reach out I mean, to his family, only asked his wife back for the confidential paper. So yeah, yeah. she's definitely she's a, piece of shit. she's a piece of shit. Yeah, but watch it. It's on HBO. Um, there's also twenty uh, twenty did a little new segment on her as okay. well. 2020 did a new segment on it. There's a podcast called The Dropout. Well, the the 2020 episode uh-huh. is like produced by the people who did the podcast. Okay. So it's called the 2020 episode. It's called The Dropout. Okay. There's the It's basically out. just a visual version of the podcast. Okay. Maybe I'll watch that. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the podcast is No, like, I watched it. It was good. The podcast is like 20 episodes long. No, I'm not I watching it. I got time no, for that. No, I ain't nobody got time. I have time for two podcasts in my life. I don't know how people are like, oh my God, any new podcasts? And I know. Hear me on a podcast. But well, I mean, make room for our podcast. Yes. Okay. Three podcasts in my life. I mean, what podcast? I listen to Who Weekly. Who Weekly and Popcast. That's all I listen oh, to. I'll listen to Popcast if I like the topic, but it's not a definite. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, the, but then there's also going to be a fictional or a dramatized version of the movie being made. Oh my gosh. TBD on who's going to play her, but rumors are swirling that Jennifer Lawrence is going to play her, mm-hmm. which is a great segue into our next topic. Okay, so this is something that we did a little research about. Um, everyone knows this weekend, Us premiered um, big Jordan Peele movie, you know, his follow-up film to Get Out. Uh, you know, this movie, all-black family horror film. It's a big mm-hmm. deal. Jordan Peele he really is a trailblazer. He really is, like, becoming legend. An auteur, if you He's will. an auteur. He's going to be... He's a legend. He's iconic. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to watch his... Uh, what's it called? His sci-fi show? Yes, Twilight Zone. You are not going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. It hasn't come out yet. I know. It premieres actually tonight. Do you want to watch it with me? No. A lot of big names. Nope. Sanaya Latham, Adam Scott, nope. a lot of diversity. Nope. Okay. Not for me. Um, uh, someone told me the other day that they bought a ticket to get out online, but don't like To cor- us, you mean? No. Bought a ticket to get out. Just or, to support it? Yes. They, That's but real. they refused. That's a real one right But there. they hate horror films. So she was like, I bought it online. I just didn't go. I was like, That's, That's insane. She's like, and I'll probably do the same for us. Wow. That's hilarious. Hey, when we show up, we show up and we show out. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. Get on with it. Um, so we have, I mean, this is kind of like a thesis we're stating. And let us know what you think. Okay. So with the premiere of credit. Us. So yeah. So with the uh, premiere of Us this weekend, uh, I noticed this a long time ago, but Lupita Nyong'o plays the wife and mother in Us, and this is her first lead role, lead role, since she won the Oscar for 12 Years of Slave in 2014. Since then, she was on Broadway in 2015, um, and she did get a Tony nom for it, um, and then she did star in last year's Black Panther in a supporting role. Supporting role. But this is her first lead role since winning an Academy Award in 2014 and five years ago which is five years ago and you know i have noticed that lupita's career did not take off the way that i think a count a white counterpart would have well okay i will say um, before we get into the evidence one thing that we always talk about is like there are just so many white actresses out there who are interchangeable or a honestly not not that talented and I'm actually not even that offended when they're not that talented. My thing is also when they're like not that pretty. Right. The double dose come of Come on, give me something to look at. Yeah. Sir. Come yeah. on. Do a little dance for me, right? <laughs> and then but their career is just skyrocketing. They're constantly getting roles. And not only are they constantly getting roles, they're getting roles even when their films flop. 
Yeah. Like they just have, they have nine lives, you know, the, the chance and white men also in, in Hollywood, like we give chances to white men and white and young white actors, I'm not saying, not old women, not older women, but these young white actresses, we give them an infinite amount of chances. I'm sorry. And big chances. Big chances. And I, I actually, I, while Lupita hasn't, her career in terms of movies maybe has not popped off as it should have after winning an Academy Award, um, I will say she's maintained a big uh, cultural relevance. I think that she, that her cultural relevance was a bone thrown. Oh, I think the least they could do was let her go to every party she wanted to. But she's, well, she's a, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they like having her there. They like having her there, but it's not even like she maintained her cultural relevance. Like, we are big entertainment news followers, so yes, for us, she's maintained cultural relevance, but I don't think for the lay person that she is as, as forefront as she needs to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think, like, I don't think she's on the cover of a lot of magazines. No, she's That's not. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think the little bit that she got was a bone thrown and yeah. totally, totally disrespectful. And while winning... When Lily Rose Depp is on the cover every Fucking, other month. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, seriously. And while... And while Winning an Academy Award does not... Like, and I don't mean to cut you off. Haley yes, Bieber please. was on the cover of Vogue. Yeah, but that's because of Justin. But that's what I'm saying. No, I mean, I think that's a different thing. Like, if Lupita was married to the biggest pop star in the entire world, she would be on the cover of a magazine. Haley Bieber's a just no, older Lupita thing. doesn't need to be married. She has an Oscar. I know. I think Lupita is the superstar. Okay, yeah, but she's not on Justin Bieber's level, so it's like... But she could have been. I would on argue, Justin Bieber's level. I could. You could argue that Jennifer Lawrence is on that level. Like, no, I, I would not. Argue, I would the not. The actors. You're, I you're completing something completely. Well, different. you brought in a completely different I'm wild card. The trash people that if people we're make put it, on. I know, the cover but if we're magazines. gonna make this comparison, Dara, it's got to be scientific, and it's so. Well, so you can't. You're not letting me get Let to my me research. <laughs> Let me get to my research. No, I'm gonna kill you. Let me get to my point. Please, we're encircling uh, this wagon. Yeah. Get to it. My point is, while winning an Oscar does not guarantee you any kind of long-lasting career. Sure. I mean, look at Marissa there, Tomei. The f- There's a graveyard of Oscar. Yeah. Adrian Brody. Oh, Ever yes. heard of him? Right. Exactly. You haven't. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. But I would say recently... It has been, for some reason, a, a little bit more of a, like... Yeah, a ju- yes. A real it, huge jump it off. Kinda, so, yeah, to your point, I totally agree. It used to kind of be, like, if you were an unknown and you won an Oscar, it was, like, nothing's going to happen for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you were already an established movie star and you won an Oscar, great. Yeah. If you were unknown and the way you were brought to the forefront was by being an Oscar winner, your career was already kind of, like, toast. Yeah, unless... But yeah. lately, I'd say the past, like... Five to seven years winning an Oscar has really Monique, you know, has really jump started your career. So yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. So because into that vein, we have evidence. We have evidence. So we we gathered a list of young white women who are also who are around her same age and won the Oscars at around the same time. Around the same time, and we, the movies that they got following their win, or even. For some cases, nomination. In some cases, nomination. Dara, you can take it from here. Okay, you so may I'm going to go in chronicle. Well, should I start with like the biggest name on this list, or should I go by like the earliest? I'm going to go in chronological order, just kind of show you how the Oscars has become such a jump off, like a career-defining moment. It can really, you know, take you from no name to superstar. So Jennifer Lawrence was nominated for Best Actress in 2010. Um, she, for Winter's Bones. For Winter's Bones. Okay. Following that simple nomination, which I believe she was around, and like, she was nobody before that. She, and she was very young. And that was, was a like really, and that was a small, small movie. Very, very, yeah, 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 very small. It is very good though. Give her that. Um, she's probably around like 22, 23 at the yeah. time. So she was nominated in twenty ten for best actress. Following that nomination, <laughs> did not win. Did not win, and was not a big name before then. Following that nomination in twenty ten. Her next big career move in 2012. So that means you've got these roles probably in 2011. Filmed, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. 2012, March 2012, Hunger Games come back. Hunger Games, the franchise. franchise. One of she's the biggest franchise, franchise. And the, of the 21st century. Yes. Yeah. She's um, given a franchise to lead. To lead. 
So the first Hunger King, Hunger Games comes out in March 2012. Then in November 2012, Silver Linings Playbooks come out. Her next vehicle for an Oscar mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's Jennifer Lawrence's and, career trajectory after being nominated. And Jennifer Lawrence now commands $20 million a movie. Like, Boom. that's just where she's at. That's just where she's at. Okay. So, and then, I mean, we can talk about the fall of Jennifer Lawrence following that. That's a whole other episode. That's a episode. whole other episode. We'll we have to, to stay to this yeah. point of the thesis. Then, following um, Jennifer Lawrence is we have Alicia Vikander and Brie Larson, both in 2016. First, I'm going to talk about Alicia Vikander. She won an Oscar in 2016 for Best Supporting Actress for The Danish Girl. Okay, you didn't hear about her before, but if you follow fashion magazine, she was on the cover yeah. of every fashion magazine because she is a v- very thin, very thin, dainty very white girl. Da- yeah, I mean, nothing to write home about, but I mean, Jesus. sure, whatever. If that's sure, sure, sure. After her win for Best Supporting Actress in 2016, she was then given the uh, lead female role in a Jason Bourne movie. I mean, you can argue that no female role in a Jason Bourne movie is a lead. I don't think yeah. they flesh out female characters, but she was in Jason Bourne starring Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Then in 2018, two years after the Oscars, she is given the Tomb Raider fr- franchise reboot. That's the word I'm looking for. Franchise. These are not just given movies. They are given franchises. And in Hollywood, nine times out of ten, once you get a franchise, you're going to be worth $100 million yeah. in three years. Because yeah. you're going to get $15, 20000000 million for each of them. Now, while I don't think, and because it's because Hollywood's dumb and no one was checking for Alicia Vikander, whatever her last name mm-hmm. is, I... I mean, I'll have to check the receipts. I don't think Tomb Raider did well. It didn't. That's why there's not a second one. Yeah, there is not going to be a second one. I'm pretty But sure. she was at least given I the... I wouldn't be surprised if they pumped one out oh, in a year. Oh, my God. She was at least given the option... Given a franchise, you know? She was given the opportunity. Opportunity. She Keyword, a, opportunity. Was bad casting as a Tomb Raider. It was very bad casting. Like, she is a very small, dainty woman, and all the uh, headlines were like, oh, my God, she packs one 20 pounds of muscle. Mm-hmm. This... This chick did not pack on nothing. No. Okay, she looks the exact same. She looks the exact same. <laughs> exact same. Okay, sure. Yeah, show me some B-roll of her at the gym. Whatever. Right. Right. Why don't you talk to me when <laughs> Charlie Theron's packing on fifty pounds of fat to play Tully? Okay. <laughs> and then in six months, shedding it all to play Atomic Blonde. Right. That's, that's not, called acting, that's people. Called acting. Okay, so then to move on to Brie Larson, who is you know probably the most prominent name in the news right now, she won a lead actress role, or for, excuse me, a for, lead actress Oscar for Room for Room in 2016. So yeah, great, that's awesome. Yeah, another no, yeah. name that no nobody one had heard about prior to her. And Oscar also a win. small movie, a small movie, and also a what? Undistinguishable white girl. Oh yeah, she, I'm sorry. I love Brie Larson. She's so I love, basic. I love Brie Larson. Like physically, this wise, she's so basic. So Brie Larson wins the lead Oscar in 2016. Following in 2017, she is cast as the lead in Kong Skull Island, opposite Samuel L. Jackson. That comes out in 2017. Oh my god, they're best friends. Right. I just realized they're gonna be in another. Not. They're, they're together in Marvel. They're going to be in another movie together. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Y'all. I guess they get on from the off. So then. I didn't realize he was in that movie. Okay. Sorry. Excuse me. Then she is in Avengers in 2018. You know how they put yeah. her in Avengers as Captain Marvel? Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Captain Marvel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 2018. So she was given the role of 20, of Captain Marvel somewhere between 2017 and 2018. Yeah. Less than two years after her Oscar yeah. win. Captain Marvel. Marvel. She's given a franchise of the most successful franchises out right now. Yeah. Of which is a To Marvel. play a freaking superhero. To, well, in the Marvel. In world, the Marvel, world. yeah. I mean, that is like, okay, you might be hanging out with Oprah. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, it's for the fact that it took for Lupita five years mm-hmm. to get her first lead in a horror film written by Jor- Jordan Peele had to write her a role. Mm-hmm. Or else Lupita would be the best dressed girl at <laughs> your favorite party in the, New York. I mean, yeah. what would she be doing? Yeah, sure. She'd be in Black Panther, but we're talking. She wouldn't be. She was what, about to get what, a spinoff. What's the so? character's name in Black Panther? Could not tell you. Exactly. You know what I yeah. mean? 
So that is really crazy. And yeah. that's like the horror and stories of Hollywood. And also and to go to back to I I think you said that they give her as as a bone. I I I think there's some argument there of her cultural reference. She's popular. So you can't even be like, "Oh, yeah, sure she she won an Oscar, but she's just not popular with people." Lupita is very popular, I think. Mm-hmm. People I think people do know that name. I she's a them, definitely, to quote uh who weekly. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you could even say like, you know, she disappeared after winning an Oscar. No, she stayed very right. relevant. So why aren't you giving her roles? People like her. People she goes, like she, her. People, she's welcome in the fa- designers like dressing yeah, her. Yeah, high fashion. Love dressing Lupita. Like, okay, like I'm not trying. This is like this is just the facts. Like, she's not um a she's a black actress who. D- dabbles in both worlds she's not um uh gabrielle union gabrielle union you know or even taraji p henson right you know she's popular in black and white worlds yeah so where's the argument of not giving her yeah a leading role Mm -hmm. because hollywood cannot has no imagination none i think unless unless black people are creating it that's where the all the imagination comes from exactly Exactly. That's where Black Panther, that's where Us yeah. comes from. It's like, if it weren't for Jordan Peele yeah. and the rise of uh, movers in Hollywood, like Barry Jenkins. And Ava DuVray. And Ava DuVray. Ryan like, Coogler. Lupita would have to be waiting for the next slave movie yeah. to get cast. She really would. Yeah. She really would. Yeah. Because for so long, black actors have to wait for a civil rights movie. Mm-hmm. Or a slave movie and like, to get cast. And yeah, so like maybe she's, she's I think she probably is. She's probably very intentional with her career and her work. Yeah, I think she's really I'm taking her sh- time. So it's, I'm sure she's been offered, I'm sure, leading roles, maybe, honestly, not, not, not even that sure. Like maybe not, but like maybe they just like weren't up to her mm. standards. I mean, it kind of goes to show you this is different, um, not to just like because different people of color navigate Hollywood very differently. But yeah. like, I always think of like Sandra Oh, mm-hmm. who, you know, won an Emmy on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Was on the show for 10 seasons. A show that's still going to this day. Yeah. Incredibly, incredibly popular. She walked away from She walks track. she walks away from it and no one's calling her. No one's offering her leading roles. No one's even offering her uh, ensemble, mm-hmm. ensemble supporting roles, and then she gets—I I don't know how much lo- time had passed between Grey's leaving Grey's and, and Killing Eve. Probably eight years. Mm-hmm. I was going to say close to a decade. Maybe, may, maybe six, maybe six years. I don't know. I'll sorry, fact check it. Um, she gets Killing Eve, and sh- there was like this one. There's this big poll quote that like really went kind of viral. I think when the show got popular was that mm-hmm. when she was reading the script. She calls her agent and she's like, love the script. Amazing. Who do they want me to read for? And her agent goes, Eve, they want you to read for the leading, the lead role. She had so psyched herself out of being deserved of leading roles that when someone actually was offering it to her, she couldn't even see it. She couldn't believe it. Wow. That Mm -hmm. is like, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, she's killing no pun intended she's killing that killing role yeah it's an amazing show she was nominated for i mean the show she won an Emmy. E- oh yeah yeah yeah. She won role. yeah 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 she gave an amazing speech mm-hmm. the first asian american oh, yeah. to win an, uh, uh lead mm-hmm. an emmy for a lead actress yeah, yeah. so yeah it's hard love, out here people i know i love sandra love i know sandra. and i just it's like i bring it up to say that i sorry just one more thing to go to how amazing Sandra O oh is mm-hmm. and to talk about like flimsy white girls. The girl she pays plays opposite of is a very pretty white very pretty very pretty because she's pretty. As it's a very pretty young white skinny girl. And I just love that like she just hadn't even gotten a fraction of the pop popularity that yeah. Sandra has gotten from this. Yeah. When in like another like usually it goes like 
Like think that's about Kira Knightley and Bennett like Beckham. Exactly. Like yeah. What happens is the like, support. Kira Knightley was like the friend. <laughs> everyone. Fifth was, like, on the call. Everyone sheet. walked out of the theater and was like, Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Who is that skinny white girl? Like, I mean, we, granted, Kira Knightley is one of my favorite actresses. Yeah. So how dare I'm not you? saying, but but I'm I'm more thinking of like uh, to all the boys I loved before, the Asian. What, yeah. What about her? Like the fact that that boy Noah Centrello, oh, you thought he got more attention. He's gotten so much more oh, attention. Okay. I'm sorry, what's her name? I don't know his name. I'm not okay, but yeah, he. Get, but he, I can imagine that he. People does. walked away from that movie and talking he, about him. talking about him mm-hmm. when it's like, uh, this girl just carried that movie and mm-hmm. it was amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so love Sandra O. Oh, but yeah, go back to Lupita. What were you gonna say? Oh no, I say I bring this up to say that I feel like. For all of its efforts, Holly was making a lot of steps forward, but still taking a lot of steps back. Yeah, well, I think they do things like... I think they throw us bones. Mm-hmm. Again, and I think that's why it's really important that we stay diligent in like checking Hollywood and be like, don't try and think you're selling me yeah. for a fool. Don't think because you made Black Panther yeah. that I don't see you, because I see you. I see you. Um. So, yeah, that's why I bring it, because, you know... There's a lot of really interesting projects coming out from a lot of different, um, you know, there's this new film I want to watch called Shoplifters. Um, I think it's available on Netflix or excuse me. No, it's available on Hulu. I haven't watched it yet um, but because I, I was looking for a movie kind of late night and I late watched night. Late Night. How would you come over late night? Late night. Um, and I watched the trailer for it and it has subtitles. So, you know, I can't really oh, enjoy it. Oh, oh, I know that movie. It looks yeah, really it, good. Yeah. We should yeah. watch it. Yeah. Um, actually finished Elizabeth Holmes yeah. documentary. It's, a uh, it's set in Japan and I don't know. There's just like a lot of interesting niche, like things, stories from groups that need to be told. Yeah. And that is really exciting. I also yeah. think we need to watch who's making them. Mm-hmm. Green book. Hashtag green book. Hashtag never forget. Um, but still Hollywood has a long, I mean, Hollywood and how society views race and gender and wealth and class are tied. So I think if the world has a long way to go, Hollywood definitely has a long way to go. So I think it's like important that, you know. Well, Hollywood's a reflection of how we're living. Or does Hollywood determine how we live? Yeah, both. Both. Um, Because I just don't want for like, I think about the last black women other than Lupita Mm -hmm. who have won Oscars in the past decade um viola and regina like mm-hmm. i don't want sanaya lathan to have to wait till she's 50 to win an oscar when oh, she's been oh, doing this forever yeah. and alicia and jennifer lawrence and are getting them when they're 22 yeah i mean sanaya though sanaya is a great actress <laughs> that is something you need to check oh, God, just kidding do you think kidding. she's a better actor than no i don't you think the- brie larson's a better actress than sanaya lathan you think she's a? Uh, I think I think Brie Larson is a better actress. I don't think Alicia Vikander is. Okay, thank you for throwing her that bone. You're welcome. Have you seen Room? Yeah, I saw it. It's so good. Have you seen um, Short Term Twelve? Have you seen Love and Basketball? Yes, Have you seen iconic. something new? I can't. Both iconic. Okay, I, all I'm saying is Sonia Lathan should have an Oscar. I'm not saying. So Nyleethan should have put her in a role that deserves that, well, and then, and then we'll determine. But why hasn't she had that yes, opportunity? You're right. You're right. You're That's right. what I'm saying. I'm not saying that she has necessarily have had a role yet that warrants an Oscar. Yeah, but she. Deserves. You could argue Love and Basketball that was an Oscar non-worthy film. Mm-hmm. You could definitely argue that. She, no, you could not. You don't like she deserved an Oscar now for Love and Basketball. No. Okay, but Melissa McCarthy gets one for. Well, no, I think that Tiffany Haddish should have got, got an Oscar nom for uh I think Tiffany Girls Haddish should have gotten an Oscar nom for Girls' Night, but Snyder Latham shouldn't have one for Love and Basketball. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that on your tombstone. <laughs> um, anyway, Snyder Latham should have been, have been in a role to get an Oscar. You think you think Reese Witherspoon's a better actress than Sanaa Lathan? No, they're probably the same. Exactly. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, the list of people that win Oscars yeah. to, like, all the black women and black men yeah. that are completely overlooked yes, is insane. Yeah. Like, who else should have an Oscar right now? <laughs> Alfre Woodard. Should at least have a nom. Maybe she has a nomination. I'm sure she has a nom. Eh, who knows? Who knows? But, you know, yes, I think we're on the same team. Same, hey, same team, same team, same team. Same team. Hey, same team. Hey, same team. <laughs> um, 
So yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about? I cannot believe you tried to play some nihilism <laughs> with that. Like I'm kind of like looking at you sideways. <laughs> like oh, okay, Brie Larson. I don't. Epic st- turn and train wreck. Like she's so basic. <laughs> I lo- I will stand for realize that I'm not stand. backing down for that. I love her. You have a decap to Marvel. She's freaking fantastic. I, I forgot you saw that without me. Well, you haven't seen Napoli ever after, <laughs> so suck it. Yeah. That. Yeah. Oh. Oh. What? We've been talking for like 45 minutes. Yes, we have. Want to play a song? Sure. Well, we played that last week. Shout out to our loyal listeners. Thank you guys so much. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, we should post on Instagram. Are we ending the show? No, we're just about Uh-oh. to play a song. But okay. I'm just like saying, like, hey, don't forget fans. Like, follow us on oh, Twitter. Yes. Oh, subscribe, subscribe to the pod, to the uh, iTunes podcast, please. We might be overthinking this. Is what it's called. Just in the we, search in the search bar. We and might be overthinking this, but right. Um, overthinking that, but. <laughs> Uh, subscribe and rate us five stars. Five stars and leave only. Leave a comment. Okay, we're gonna play a song. Welcome back. Um, this is your host, Sarah Haim. We might be overthinking this, but... And I'm Emily Raheem. Um, so just a little follow-up to the Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman. Uh, did you hear about what Dr. Dre posted? Yeah, and then I saw someone post that he donated like $700 million to USC. $70 million. Whatever. $700 million. <laughs> um, That's how much people are worth, right? right. <laughs> yeah, I heard he donated $700 billion. <laughs> No, uh, Dr. Dre posted a picture with his daughter um, <laughs> saying, like, got, my daughter got in USC. Like, she's holding her acceptance letter, like, no jail time. But <laughs> six years ago, he donated. That's going to be a thing now. That's going to be a thing. But it's, like, my thing is, like, sure, he donated uh, $70 million, him and Jimmy Irene together. Yeah. And they have, like, a, a, a musical hall named after them. Yeah. He donated this, like, six, seven years ago, I guess. Maybe even ten. Anywho, the whole point is, like, yes. Like, that's how you get yeah, your kid. Yeah, that's in, how like, you get your kid into, into like, school. I know. I we don't need to rehash it. We talked about it so long last week. I know. I know. Because 
What you do is you donate seventy million dollars, guys. When they can't get into college on their own, it's fine. Also, his name alone would have gotten her into college. I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's how you do it, guys. Legal. You think Dr. Dre's name? I mean, yeah, he is the owner of Beats. Yeah. Yeah, he's not like Fetty Wap. <laughs> Dara, don't be mean to Dr. Dre like that. Even though he does beat women, but yeah. yeah. Don't forget. Um, but yes, Stop. I do think that his name alone would have. He's yeah, yeah. Would have gotten him in. Yeah, yeah if he donated seventy million to a, a music building. That's pretty freaking crazy. Yeah. Um, Meghan Markle's gonna have her baby soon. Oh. She, uh, another one of her assistants or personal secretaries or whatever the royal family wants quit. to call them, but quit. This is the third. Okay, Dara. Third. So you are you trying finally trying to admit that it, maybe it's her? I mean, they Three? say they say the Come common on. denominator in every failed relationship you have to look at is you. And uh, oh, oh, done. Chills. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I think it's. I don't know what it because is. Because why would you? It can't, Dara. Like it can't just be. You wouldn't turn down those that paycheck and those benefits. Because what? Because you don't like working for a black girl. No. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't taking it there. Uh, that's what I, I thought. Like everyone's implying. Oh, okay. Like that, that they were being overly harsh on her. Like it, one of oh, those. Oh, like you think these white British people had trouble taking orders from a black girl? Not orders, but I think it's one of those things where people are like, uh, like when people are racist but not overtly like well like, like they prejudice. internalize yeah it. yeah exactly so like her bossing them around might affect them and they don't even realize yeah why. yeah yeah okay oh i never thought anyone was i get what you're saying don't get yeah. me wrong i'm right there with you but i never thought that anyone was implying that or thinking okay yeah me either. You, oh no i think that's interesting yeah that's a little dark but i mean we like to get a little dark on the show yes we do oh i wasn't taking it i was kind of taking it as Anything? Oh wow! I kind of feel like I hope I'm not being bamboozled because yeah, I always like to see you know the discrimination would happen. I thought maybe there, it was more like American British, like her style, um, because British people really don't like American style in terms yeah. of like etiquette and stuff. We are like we but are. But I feel like she's really adapt. Like she has definitely broken a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know, like what. Like, okay, the 6 a.m. call times are sup- like that she supposedly has. Right. I don't know. It, 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 it's just like nothing could be that bad that you couldn't adjust. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So what do you think it is? Okay, so are you saying you do think it's the race? Like an internal? No. Oh, you're saying you don't, but people I are trying to. I think that she's a little crazy. But you, okay, so you think that it's not the people, the secretaries being racist. Mm-mm. You think that Megan is doing, but a what could she be crazy. doing? I think that maybe you think she's a little too big for her britches. Yeah, I think she's feeling herself. Wow. And I don't think and Harry does not say no to her. No, she's got that little red head wrapped, wrapped around, around her, her fingers. fingers. And and you can, and I don't. He doesn't say no to her. Not that he should, but like I also think that like no one can go to him and be like, no, this is what's going. He's going to be on his wife's side always. Yeah, yeah. which. Again, yeah, as it should be. But, like, there's just, like, I think there's no, yeah. The, the only person who might be able to get through to him would be William. And even yeah. then, maybe not. Yes. And, you know, those rumors. Mm-hmm. And that's what he could be starting the rift. Yeah. Huh. So, do you think that Meghan Markle's, like, actions entering the royal family are completely different than what we thought they would be? That she kind of would be just like really happy to be there. I don't yeah, think she's happy no. to be there. Which I'm not gonna lie, kind of makes me like her more. Yeah, it's definitely a boss bitch move. Yeah, I think she. And I think they probably thought she would just be happy, and she's yeah, like, no, no, I'm not happy to be here. I was planning on being here. Because the thing is that, like, the thing with you had to think about with um, hooey celebrities. Yeah, like let's C- say like C-list celebrities. Yeah, um, is they are thirsty mm-hmm. okay so she was thirsty and we know this from the kardashians mm-hmm. getting more water just makes you thirstier yeah okay so she was thirsty before harry when she was on uh suits and she was doing all this like 
freaking Hallmark stuff. Yeah, and, and like her like her blog, her tag, her little lifestyle mm-hmm. blog. She was trying to be like a socialite in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> she, honestly, with yeah. her best friend, yeah. she really was. Yeah, she's like, well, damn, I can't make it in America. I'll yeah, just go be go over here in Canada. Okay, so then she landed jackpot. Yeah, like something she never imagined. Right. Um. And she was just like, wow, all of this that I wanted, because she did want to be this famous, Uh now I finally have. Yeah. And I'm sure she's running with it. But you can run with it without alienating your staff. They're her staff. You know what it might be? And just to add on to your point, because I think you might have added something. It hit something on the head. Of course I did. I think that she might... Okay, she doesn't get the difference between being a royal and being a celebrity. No, she doesn't. No one in this... This was the route to being a celebrity for her. Well, right, but a celebrity and a royal have to conduct themselves completely different. Yeah. And I also think that even though I'm sure William and Kate are are probably pretty strict people to work for... Yeah. I think that there's a a difference between the way a royal treats assistant slash secretary and the Mm -hmm. way a celebrity does. Mm -hmm. And I think she's probably treating these people who are, these people will go to school for this. I mean, you don't just like find this out on Craigslist (laughs) and go to Buckingham Palace. I mean, this is something you train for. You have to know, I'm sure they have to know people. Yeah. So this is like something, you know, it's it's kind of a job that's passed on almost. And they're trained to wait on royals. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know. Maybe Megan's a little too gauche for them. Yeah. Like a little too like, I don't know, but something's going on because she can't keep a secretary. We can only speculate. We're totally like. But three. Come on. Yeah. That's a lot. And like, just like to give you an example, these are jobs that people hold for 30 and 40 years. Her her secretary right after the wedding had been with the Royal family for over 20 years. That's crazy. And she quit. And she quit. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Wow. Yeah. So something's going on, and something's going on. Now I used to think that no, that all that stuff with William and Kate was like complete bollocks, mm-hmm. but now I'm starting to think that there might be a there there. Yeah. I don't know what that there is. I don't know what it is. I know another thing is like I think she's really trying to make. She wants to be Diana. Like she wants to have her own legacy. But the thing is, and this is like kind of I think something new to our generation. Trying to make yourself set up to have the B-roll footage of iconic status before you've reached iconic status. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I don't think she's so much wants to be like, wants to be like Diana because she's not. She's she's so different in so many ways. Right. But I do think she wants to be iconic iconic like Diana. Yes, I agree. And And I'm saying like, but like Diana, whether she did or not... When Diana was Diana, it was organic because yeah. she was the first Diana. Yeah, yeah. She was the first. She wasn't trying to be anybody else. Exactly. So that unfolding was so organic. Mm-hmm. She needs to lay back mm-hmm. and see what her journey will, will be, be and see what being Megan is like mm-hmm. instead of trying, because that's where it's, I think, it's getting fuddled. Like, mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, Kate may have the last laugh. Because mm-hmm. I think Kate's going to end up being pretty iconic. I think she definitely is. I don't think there's room for both of them to be. Oh, I'm not trying to pin one against another, yeah. but I'm saying, like, in terms of, like... Well, I think it's a little bit, like, and people call them a fab four, but I think it's a little bit like a boy band, and since, or a girl band, whatever, in the sense that you have... I think Kate is going to be iconic to a certain type of group of people, and Megan's going to be iconic. Like, I think they, they're because they're different, um, I think they're going to have their own little fan base, and there's room for it to well, over... who's going to be iconic in the history books? I think I think they can, both can be. Yeah, I mean Harry and William will both be. Well, yeah, they're princes by blood. But okay, but you, like you have Charles, who, like the all, m- the siblings aren't always equally for sure. So no. Yeah, no. I see. Okay, I see what you're saying there. I know, but I just feel like I there's mean, something. Really, but I feel like there's something more organic happening with Kate's legacy. Like, I feel like Kate's letting who she is play out naturally. She where I feel like Megan is trying to rush to be something. Yeah. But I don't know where, what, Listen, though. pish posh on Megan and Kate. The real one you got to look out for. Charlotte. Princess Charlotte, my girl. That little three-year-old. She coming for all those bitches. Okay. She's going to slay them. We'll see about Watch that. Watch out for Princess Charlotte. 
Okay, what's next? Um, what's next is I'm done talking to you. I'm done talking to you. Okay. Um, we really gotta figure out. Well, we have to explore this more. We're get, we're gonna figure out what's going to happen, and we're gonna break it down in terms of class. We're gonna take, break it down in terms of culture, Florida. and we're gonna break it down in terms of race. Because I do think there's something interesting there. I think British people invented racism. They invented <laughs> colonialism. <laughs> so I do. British people invented racism. <laughs> so we only say facts here. British people invented <laughs> racism. Everyone knows that. They invented colonization. Yeah. So I do think that to ignore the fact that Megan is the first black person for a family and that has something to do with the treatment mm-hmm. would be insane. So yes, I think definitely. we definitely have to look at this in terms of class, culture, and race, which we will do at a later date. Yes, we will. That's interesting, though. But, yeah. I don't know, guys. We might be overthinking this. But. I think we're onto something. I think we're onto something. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Sunday evening, we're live from Bel Air Radio. Uh, Yeah, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes Podcast. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm Aliyah Rahim. I'm Dara. 